There's no secret formula for scaling support and boosting customer satisfaction. But there is the all-new service hub from HubSpot. It makes it infinitely easier to scale customer support and increase retention. By bringing service and support together in one powerful platform, you can deliver the best experiences for your customers and your teams. Free up time for your reps to focus on complex issues with an AI-powered help desk. Proactively drive retention with customer health scores that help keep your business ahead, stopping churn in its tracks. And give your entire go-to-market team the data they need to operate as one unified, powerful front. Also, you can better connect with customers and keep them happy. Secrets out. HubSpot Service Hub is a game changer. Visit HubSpot.com service to do more for your customers today. Howdy, folks. It is Thursday, September 22nd. I'm Jacob Cohen here with Juliet Banarila, and this is The Hustle Daily Show. Today, I'm going to be talking about a new Pew survey with some interesting findings on American social media use. And then Juliet's going to walk us through a big story about two bipartisan, don't hear that every day, bills taking aim at interchange fees backed by Walmart, Target, Kroger, and more. But before we get into all that, let's take a quick look at what else is going on in the business and tech world. Let's get crack All right, first things first, Getty Images banned AI-generated images from being uploaded and sold on the platform. Getty Images CEO Craig Peters told The Verge that the ban was prompted by concerns about the legality of AI-generated content and a desire to protect the site's consumers. I mean, we're very early in the AI art space. We're going to be talking about this kind of stuff for a long, long time. Absolutely. Okay, moving along. The National Transportation Safety Board, the NTSB, wants all new U.S. vehicles to be able to check drivers' blood alcohol levels and stop them if they're drunk. Nearly 43,000 people were killed last year on U.S. roads, the most in 16 years. I guess this could be a cool feature in cars, but I have a hard time seeing it be implemented anytime soon. Yeah, I would have to see how it plays out because on the one hand, yeah, great. People shouldn't be driving if they're drunk. But I am curious about how the tech will work. Mm -hmm. People, if there's a will, there's a way they can probably find a way to work around it. And then I would also be concerned about it. I don't know deciding you can't drive to work because you just use mouthwash and now it thinks you're, you're drunk. Right. So we'll have to see. It would have to be flawless. Yeah, they'd have to think of all the exceptions. Exactly. Anyways, Credit Suisse reported around 2.5 million new U.S. millionaires were minted in 2021, the largest recorded increase in any country this century. Worldwide, the total number of millionaires stood at 62.5 million at the end of 2021. And in 2021, the wealth share of the top 1%, according to Credit Suisse, accounted for 45.6% of the world's total wealth. Good for them. Bad for wealth inequality. Bad for wealth inequality. Good for them. Exactly. Tech firms are looking to cut costs by at least 10% in Meta's case, for instance, by nudging some employees out without technically laying them off. What do I mean by that? Well, Companies like Meta and like Google uh, with its Area 120 team are reorganizing, quote unquote, departments and giving employees a limited window to apply for other roles within the company. 
To its credit, during a related event in March centered around a team of around 100 employees at Google, Google said almost 95% of these employees who expressed interest in staying with the company found new roles within the period of time they were allotted to do so. Mm. And finally, Jason Sudeikis' character from the hit Apple TV series, Ted Lasso, will make an appearance on EA Sports' upcoming video game FIFA 23, Ted Lasso will be playable as a manager along with the show's fictional football club, AFC Richmond. Did you watch Ted Lasso? No, it doesn't have monsters or murders in it, so Mm. I am afraid it does not appeal to me. I did watch the first episode on a plane once. Cute. I get it. Oh, fine. There you go. Better than nothing. All right. So, Jacob, I get my news from NPR, but it has come to my attention that some people get their news from TikTok. <laughs> yes, so many people, and not just TikTok, but all the social medias. Pew Research Center just released its latest findings on a, a world uh, where half of U.S. adults apparently get their news from social media on a regular basis. 31% regularly get news from Facebook, 25% from YouTube, 14% from Twitter, 13% from Instagram, and 10% of U.S. adults regularly get their news from TikTok. Interestingly, though, Twitter has the highest proportion of users who use its platform for news at 53%. So while many more Americans uh, use something like YouTube, uh, Twitter has the highest proportion of users who go on that platform to consume news. Now, since 2020, only TikTok has seen significant growth in the number of users who use it for consuming news. Almost every other platform has seen significant declines in this category. Mm. Among its over a billion users, you go on TikTok and you've got everyday people, average Joes, just posting TikToks about different news story going on. You've also got official outlets like the Washington Post and all the others and an array of high production level creators, uh, folks like Philip DeFranco, who are also creating uh, news content there. One thing I'm personally curious about is the 4% of U.S. adults that Pew found get their news off of Nextdoor, the social uh, app for local neighborhoods. Hmm. I have learned thanks to Nextdoor, that South Pasadena has a peacock problem. Mm. That is the hot news in a neighborhood near me. Too many peacocks. What should we do about them? Nothing. They're beautiful. Oh, no, but they poop in my yard. Very hot conversation over there. All right. Two things about that. One, I would be ecstatic if uh, there was a peacock problem in Cambridge, Massachusetts. That would be good. We have turkeys running around, but not peacocks. Hmm. Uh, also, yeah, I was just like, what's the news that you get off of next door? I was like, it's going to be like, uh, you know, Patricia and Mike had a block party and didn't invite the Smiths. Like, is that the news that you're getting? Drama. <laughs> Drama. You know, I think it's like a very, um, it's a very interesting type of news because it does not surprise me that Twitter is a big news platform. There are a lot of verified journalists on there. Mm-hmm. They're constantly posting stuff. I find Twitter is perhaps the fastest way to get breaking news. Mm. And with TikTok also having that sort of component, it is not a surprise to me that TikTok is rising and may someday overtake Twitter. Sure. But Nextdoor is really interesting because it is like hyper, hyper, hyper local news. Like every day is like, <laughs> yeah. what's that helicopter right there in front of my house? And then someone's like, oh, well, I heard that there was a robbery at the corner store. Mm. And it's just like block by block. Now, is it accurate? No, it is often extremely fear mongering. <laughs> <laughs> like totally wild. Yeah. But 
sometimes you'll get a good story. I saw a story the other day. Well, it's not really a story, but I was on next door the other day and someone said, my dog Thor is missing. He's really friendly. And then the next post was this friendly dog followed me home and came into my house. And it turned out it was Thor. So, you know, sometimes things all work out. There you go. So there is a real purpose to uh, news on next door. Yeah. All right. Moving along. Uh, You wrote a story today about interchange fees, which is a, a massive thing that exists that I think a lot of people don't even realize exists. So can you tell us what they are? how it works and and why they're in the news right now. Yes, I also did not think much about interchange fees until very recently, apart from the knowledge that the liquor store around the corner from my house, if I'm ever like, oh, I want to buy a pint of ice cream with my credit card, they'll always be like, yeah, we're going to charge you an extra 50 cents for your credit (laughs) card. Right, exactly. And I'd be like, whatever, that's fine. Um, But now I know why. So (laughs) apparently interchange fees are, so every time, I pay for that pint of ice cream with my card. The little retailer around the corner is charged processing fees. Now, in 2021, U.S. merchants paid uh, almost $138 billion in these fees. Wow. The largest among them is the interchange fee. That's about 70, 90% of what they pay. It adds up. It adds up. Yes. So basically, as I understand it, there are four credit card networks and they are the ones that collect the fees. That is obviously Discover, American Express, Visa, MasterCard. And then they pay them to the bank that issues the card to cover associated risks and costs. These fees are typically about one to three percent of your transaction. And they're considerably higher on credit cards than debit cards and higher still if you have a rewards cards. Now, Mm. A lot of uh, retailers, their profit margins aren't really that high, especially the small ones. So they pass those fees on to the consumers in the form of higher prices or the lady that always charges me 50 cents if I want to use my card. <laughs> so that is why a lot of retailers are like, yeah, these suck for everybody. They're an inflation yeah. multiplier. They cost families an estimated about $900 annually. Oh, wow. like, you know, when you're buying groceries and people are like, oh, we're charging you a little bit more. Right. You know, that adds up. Um, it really adds up. Yeah. <laughs> so basically... They're in the news now because there's a couple of bipartisan bills that are coming around. What they would basically do is Visa and MasterCard, they account for over 80% of all of the credit card market share. So a lot of people accuse them of having a duopoly. The bills would allow businesses to use alternate payment networks that would sort of bypass all of that, which would supposedly increase competition and maybe encourage people to reduce fees. Okay. One of the biggest threats they might face actually comes in the form of new fintech apps like um, Ah. Plaid or Klarna or those things like that that sort of bypass all of that. Um, There were even some retailers who were offering people deals if they would use one of these apps to buy from their online stores. So very interesting to see what will happen here. Right. I think the moral of the story is, as we've said three times, it adds up. (laughs) It adds up, folks. And bada bing, bada boom, that's going to do it for us today, folks. Thanks for tuning in to The Hustle Daily Show. We are a proud part of the HubSpot Podcast Network. Our editor today is Ezra Trubiano. Our executive producer is Darren Clark. I'm Jacob Cohen here with Juliet Bennett-Ryla. We've got a lot more tech and business coverage in our newsletter, along with a lot of cool links and stuff to check out across the internet. If you are not subscribed, I don't know what's wrong with you, but something's wrong with you. Go get yourself subscribed at thehustle.co. Have a terrific Thursday, and we'll see you tomorrow.